familia and welcome back to another victory over podcast episode i'm your host alina Barne, and let's get into it so you know here's the thing today's episode is going to be a little raw and a raw episode on this podcast specifically means that it's time to get our minds in that safe place where uh, we can have raw discussions and be vulnerable and open. And so today is going to be one of those topics that's going to be probably triggering for many, um, especially people who have gone through it. Um, So I I would encourage you to not click off because this is a type of podcast where we do have tough discussions and um, there is no disclaimer. Please don't jump off if you're uncomfortable because Right now, in this time, we need to have uncomfortable conversations and topics that may be tough for some, um, because back in the day, this topic specifically would be tough for me. But right now, after much healing and walking with the Lord, um, and also many years passed, uh, or many years have passed now, that it's something that I can talk about actually with strength and wisdom instead of pain and uh insecurity. So, all right. So if you can't tell, obviously the topic will tell you what today uh, will be about, but this is going to be victory over physical and sexual abuse. So um, like I said, it's going to be a, one of those raw topics. So um, stick around and we're going to get go ahead and get started. So a little bit about me. Um, In 2014, I got married. I was 19 years old. Um, I got married November something or other. (laughs) I can't remember the day now, thank God. But uh, November 2014, that's what I remember. I got married to a man that I was dating for a little while. I met him in church. Um, And, you know, I was having sex outside of marriage and living a sinful relationship. Um, And a lot of it to insecurities, immaturity, um, unresolved pain from just father, um, from my dad. (laughs) So, um, you know, I was a typical girl who had daddy issues as a teenager and, um, you know, was very quick to give my heart over to somebody who claimed that they loved me, uh, very early on in a relationship, I might add, uh, might add, um, now knowing what I, or knowing what I know now, of course, seeing that as uh, love bombing and narcissistic behavior and uh, um, a lot of gaslighting that I didn't realize until I was much older. But um, so 2014, November, I got married, 19 years old, young, dumb, stupid. And um, we get married and about a week into it, I find out that he had been cheating on me. Um, and I'll leave out a couple details because um, this is something that I will talk about in much, much further detail um, in, in upcoming episodes. But uh, for time's sake and also um, just wanted to give you guys the real tea later on, I'm going to leave out some some uh, points here. So I found out he was cheating. And, and so I... I as a young girl, I'm very sad and very upset and um, just kind of yelling and wanting him to make a decision. It's either me or her, me or her, you better choose. And all this craziness. <laughs> and looking back now, being like, girl, you should have just walked away. But 
what can you do? So I, uh, you know, tried my best to give him an ultimatum and something switched in him and it went from him being, um, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. Don't leave me begging me on his knees, literally grabbing me at my waist. Like, don't leave me. I love you. Well, all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I said, okay, well then we're going to try to work it out. And, you know, all of that. And I thought it was just the cheating. Well, it turns out the cheating was not just that. The, the young lady was pregnant and now there was a child on the way. And so it became super intense very, very quickly. And I wanted an answer immediately. And it went from him just wanting, saying that he just wanted me to him wanting me and the girl to live together and live in harmony and basically being like a polygamy, uh, a polygamous family, which was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, sir, where, what world, what planet are you on that you think I would ever agree to anything like that? But um, I was very shocked. And then um, he didn't like that I was pretty much putting his back against the wall, like, you know, figuratively saying, I need an answer. And, you know, um, he didn't like that. And in a matter of a couple of days, it went from, I'm so sorry, please don't leave me, blah, 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 all that. It quickly went to physical abuse. And for like seven days straight, um, and just to beat the comments, I stayed for seven days, even though for many people, they stay for seven plus years and still don't know how to get out. So please, you know, hold, hold the judgment. But I stayed for seven days. And that's because most of the time I was just very in shock that this was happening to me. And my entire life, I've always been strong-willed and strong-minded and super independent and I don't need nobody and I got this and I'm mature and then realizing as I was being beaten and I'm laying there, I'm being choked or punched or whipped around the room or tossed against the wall and my head and my back made holes in the wall. That's how hard he would push me. And it was very, very tough. And I realized in that moment that I'm not strong at all. I'm fragile. I'm broken. And I'm not as independent as I thought. And I just want to go back to my home. I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't want this life, but I didn't know how to get out. And I was also still struggling with the, you know, I'm newly married at that point and I want to be married forever. And that's the goal. Any young Christian girl is like, I want to, we're going to get married and we're going to have kids. We're going to live the white picket fence and it's going to be amazing. And it just, it, it, it quickly, that, that dream quickly uh, died. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was the time that, I got choked until I passed out. I really thought that was the end of my life. And um, I didn't know what to do. So I I tried to come up with a plan. And so that next day I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave and I'm going to go. And I had gotten some stuff packed and I was ready to walk out the door. And he came home from work a little earlier than I thought. And um, he saw that I was going to leave. Um... And when he saw that, he grabbed me and he raped me. Um, And it was one of the most dehumanizing 
vulnerable, scary moment of my life. Um, because at that point I was ready to leave and I didn't want any chance of having any kids. I didn't, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to leave and never come back. And so when he, when he, uh, assaulted me, I, I, I didn't know what to do. And I, and I knew because of many days prior that he was stronger than me. I knew that there was no fighting it. I just had to take it. Um, because I was not strong enough to get him off of me. Um, and I knew that it was, I knew that it was the devil. I knew that, that at this point I was very certain that I got myself into some mess and I didn't, I wasn't as mature or intelligent as I thought I was or convinced myself that I was. And it was very, very tough. So, um, I just had to let it happen until it was over. And then that next day, um, uh, I was beaten again and that's when I ran, I ran as fast as I could. Um, I I grabbed my keys. I, I ran to my church and God bless my church family because they helped me immediately. My pastor and, and, uh, some staff and my family, of course, and they all jumped in immediately and, and, and got me out and helped me. And of course my mother as well. And, helping me get my stuff and the local police department. And it, it, it just, once I finally made that decision and, and really, um, waited for the right moment to escape and, and just really prayed to the Lord for a way out because I just knew I was done. I, I, I told the Lord I was done. I was done running from him. I just wanted to leave, um, running from God, uh, was what I meant. And, um, so, so it was in a matter of like, oh man, a few hours really that um, I was helped and was able to grab some things and moved back home and all was history at that point. And, but now I was broken. I felt like damaged goods. I didn't know what to do with myself. I knew that divorce was on the table and I knew that I had to do it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to be someone that was just another statistic in my family of a failed marriage. And I didn't want to have that. I didn't want that on my record, (laughs) if you could say. And the thought of getting divorced was, I was just, it was heartbreaking. And I just, I knew that I may have left the house where the abuse was, but I had to figure out now how to heal. And I still felt so far away from God in that moment that I really didn't think that I could just start over, that there was just no, there was no starting over. And it was very tough for me to accept that things were changing and that it was completely out of my control, but also that a lot of the reasons why things are changing was because I got myself into that. I I knew early on that, you know, I shouldn't have been with anybody that I was um, sleeping with that I was not married to. And, you know, I'm telling you there, there's, there's power. And, um, 
I wouldn't, let's say not power, but I would say that there's real, real danger um, <clears throat> being with someone you are not married to um, because you're allowing things to get attached to you that were never meant to be with you, um, especially if you end up not even being with the person, then it's, it's but, even, but even with that, you're tying spirits together that were never meant to be together in that moment and it just, saving yourself or being abstinent in any way, being celibate is only going to help save you in the end, save you heartache, save you pain, save you financial distress. I mean, save you divorces, all of these things. It really does, it really does, um, it is something that, that should be more respected, especially, um, in the Bible, in my opinion, that it's something that really should be talked about a little bit more as something very serious because it's a life changing, um, situation when it, when it goes south. So, um, but at that point I knew that it was now time for divorce. So, but I wasn't ready to face it all yet. I wasn't ready for all of that. So I left to Costa Rica for about six weeks to clear my mind. And, um, because I have family out there, not because I just like roll in dough and I'm like, I just took a trip and just had to leave. No, um, I had just, I have family. So, um, I needed to get away. And the moment I got back, I was offered to go on this trip to some revival and I've never been to one. So I was like, Oh, okay, sure. I'll go, whatever. Um, and from that point on, my life was radically changed. I was filled with the Holy spirit. I felt the healing power of God. My life changed. Um, I spoke in other tongues. It was one of the most transformative experiences I've ever had in the presence of God. And, um, and it was a beautiful way to end such a dark cloud in my life into, um, just walking straight into the light. It, It was truly, a a moment of a pivot in my life. So I'm very grateful for that. But even then, I had to go through a lot, a lot, a lot of um, healing. And the process of that was very, very tough. And there wasn't a day for many months, um, up to a year, that I wasn't crying or struggling or whatever. Maybe because there was spirits still that I was trying to detach myself from. But lust and and all these different things was such a tough thing to go through and so the first year after all of that trauma was really the toughest to be honest um between the um the healing from sexual abuse to emotional um from the divorce and just it it was truly truly a lot but I asked myself and I asked the Lord at that time God what is my next step? Like, what, what am I to do? I can't just go back into ministry. I can't like, I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm damaged. I, you know, I fell too far. I walked away from the church for a good minute. I wasn't involved. I just was a, was a spectator on a Sunday and came late and left early. I wasn't really involved. And, you know, how can I just walk back in and just expect to, and expect people to just care or love me or, look past my mistakes and God really did step in and it wasn't but a few months I would say more than a few months it's been a while now for me to remember dates like that but um, I believe it was 2015 
and it was like late 2015 and I was approached along with a friend of mine. Um, all you guys know, (laughs) he's been on a few podcasts now, but along with my friend Dylan, um, to lead a ministry at our church, a new ministry for age group people in their, in the age range of 20 to 20 to 29, stuttering over here, 20 to 29. And, um, And I was very shocked because I definitely didn't feel qualified. I didn't think that it was something I could really do or that people would even respect me. Um, And there was a lot of issues at the beginning as far as that's concerned because, you know, people are people and they think what they think. But God really did manifest such healing in my life after that point uh, when I just said, yes, God, to whatever you want. I'm done running. I'm done fighting. Thank you, God, for touching me. Thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you, God, for your presence. And when I got that offer, I was like, okay, wow. Like the the moment I just gave up everything and accepted the Lord and just focused on him, I was given blessings after blessings and opportunities after opportunities. And I knew in that moment that God wanted me to surrender everything and just give everything to him. And my dreams, my hopes, my desires, my pain, my trauma, the abuse, the struggles, all of these things, he wanted me to give it to him. And I knew that I had to. So I was so amazed at how God worked in in that moment of my life because it felt like I was given truly a second chance at living for the Lord with every fiber of my being. And I wanted to talk about this today because I know I kind of jumped through some things and and in later episodes, I will go into it a little bit more, but healing is universal. And what I mean by that is healing provides a clean slate. Okay. Not only was I coming from a place of physical abuse, but now sexual abuse and cheating and triggering traumas from a child and all these different things during that time that felt such like an overwhelming um, weight on me. But it was in one moment with the Lord that I received healing. And that breakthrough of healing allowed me to go through the process where at the end of a certain amount of time, I was fully healed. Some healings are instant and some healings are progressive. And my healing was progressive. It took time. It was a process. It was a journey, but it was for a reason. I needed to go through the process to learn who I was because I had lost myself completely and I had to relearn who am I? What do I like? What do I want out of life? What's my calling? What, what's my purpose? Uh, how, how do I love God? Um, what does that look like? I mean, all these different things that I was, I was relearning. It's almost like somebody who, you know, I've seen stories of people like going, uh, getting into accidents and they were paralyzed from the waist down. And after much hard work, they learned how to walk again. And for me, it felt very much like that. It felt emotionally like that, where I was broken. I felt like I had, I mean, I was, but just overall, I had been beaten down and I felt like I didn't know how to walk on my own anymore. And so 
my healing was progressive. I had to learn how to walk on my own again with the help of the Lord. And it was like the Lord was my physical therapist. He was my trainer. He was walking me through. He was my psychologist. He was my doctor. He was my friend. In that moment, I really learned how to lean on God and no one else because in that moment, you feel like you can't trust anyone. So it really did teach me how to completely trust in the Lord and no one else. And am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I still struggle sometimes of giving things to God? Yes, because I, it's it's a some things become like a security blanket. However, because of my past, it has taught me now that when I am feeling overwhelmed, I am reminded that there was a time where all I all I knew was what was to trust in the Lord and to lean on Him, and it helps me to continue to lean, to continue to trust, and to continue to hold on to his word and his promises and his healing and his love. So I wanted to share this today because I wanted to give somebody listening, I wanted to give you guys hope. Hope that there is an end in sight and the end is not always the end. The end of a chapter is always an opportunity to start anew. And especially as we're only about a month into or a little over a month into this new year of 2022, this truly is a year of fresh starts for a lot of us. That's what my church has been talking about. And our pastor, Pastor Dan Willis, he has uh, made this year the theme of the year of fresh starts. Starts with being plural. Um, and so for anyone listening today that this really truly is your year of fresh starts. And my fresh start started in 2015. And then I had another fresh start in 2016. Then I had another fresh start in 2017 and another, fr- I mean, every year, every, every day, if you need it to be, can be a fresh start because there's always a new day and every day is temporary and things in our life are temporary, positive and negative. And there's always a chance to start anew the next day. Um, God's mercy is new every morning. It's fresh. God's grace is sufficient for you. So just know that right now you may be going through something you may be going through that physical abuse you may if you're somebody listening right now that is in a an abusive relationship whether it be verbal emotional physical doesn't matter what kind if you're in a situation where you are being treated as less than the human that you are right now take a minute with me in just a moment here and pray with me and as we pray, lean on, on the Lord. Give the Lord your heart. Give the Lord your pain, your struggles, the depression, any suicidal thoughts. Because going through physical or any type of abuse in general really sends your mind on a spiral because that is the devil's plan. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And for many of us, the way to get to us, especially as women, is through relationships because we are emotionally driven. So one way to take us out is through that. So when we have a mo- when we get to the prayer, pray with me. Close your eyes and just be in that moment with you and Jesus and the prayer. And anyone who is listening who has gone through any type of trauma of any kind from childhood to adulthood, just know that you are so loved beyond even your own acceptance of it. You may not even accept it right now, but Jesus loves you immensely. 
And if you are a believer and you're listening, you already know that the Lord loves you. But now in this moment, as you walk into this next chapter of your life and leaving the old things behind, begin to uh, put your trust back into the Lord and build your faith. Read your word this year. Go deep into the scriptures. Go deep into the word so that you can hear the voice of God with such clarity so that you will know what steps to take next in these hard decisions. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and pray with everyone who is listening, whether you are someone who has been through abuse or not, if you have not been through anything as severe as that, or even whatever it may be, but if you have not been through any type of physical, emotional, verbal abuse or anything to that nature, begin to even pray right now with us for the people listening that have gone through that so that they may uh, lean on your prayers right now. And if you are someone who, have, who has gone through physical, emotional, spiritual, any type of abuse in your life um, that, is, that has triggered you or, or traumatized you or hindered your walk as a person in general, especially with the Lord, um, or if you're just willing right now as you're listening to give your heart back to Jesus so that you can begin to lean on him in these tough moments, right now we're just going to pray together. So just pray with me, have your heart be open to the Lord, have your mind be open to the Lord, and be willing to receive the healing power of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, right now for the person listening. I thank you, Lord, that you are welcome into our space. You are welcome into the space they are listening in right now, their car, their room, their closet, bathroom, Father, anywhere that they are listening as they're hidden away, God, grant them right now the peace that only you can provide, peace that passes all understanding. And right now, I ask you, Lord, right now for your healing, miraculous power to extend right where they are. God, if they are dealing with any type of physical abuse that they don't know how to get out of or they don't know how to heal from, God, begin to move in their life right now and to heal their hearts, starting, Father, with the love of Jesus. God, let them feel your love. Let them feel that you love them so, so much, even beyond the mistakes, even beyond the pain that they're going through, even beyond their choices, God. Right now, remind them how much you love them and you love them so much that you've already made a way of escape for them so that they can escape this situation and truly, truly lean on you. And God, I ask you, Father, right now that anyone who has gone through any uh, sexual assault, any type of trauma in that area, God, I ask you, Lord, right now that you begin to grant them peace, Lord God, give them healing, physical healing in their body, emotional healing. God, for their hearts and mental healing, for the, for the turmoil that you go through mentally, God, each and every one of us, Lord, that has gone through these things has never been by your design. You don't desire for us to go through those things. So God, right now, we just ask you, Lord, for your healing to get through it. And God, right now that you begin to touch the hearts and the souls and the ears of the people that are listening right now, and you give them your peace, Father, your love. God, fill them with your joy. God, let the joy of the Lord be their strength as they move forward. God, right now, fill them with your uh, uh, just matchless, uh, 
grace and mercy, Lord. God, let them feel your grace, that they may walk in grace, that they may walk with their head held high, knowing that they are a mighty king and queen of the Lord. Like they are, they are royalty, Father. God, we thank you, Lord, right now that, God, you give them the peace that they need. Remind them of the love that you already have for them. God, let your grace and mercy radiate over them, Lord. God, remind them that there is nothing that they can do to ever lose your love. And we thank you, Father, right now for the blessing that it is to serve you, Jesus, and to know that we are loved and that we are cared for beyond our mistakes and beyond our trauma. God, we thank you, Lord, for it. And we thank you right now that you are our Savior, you are our healer. And right now, as you are listening, just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for loving me, for keeping me, and covering me with your joy. I ask you, Lord, to fill my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior forever and ever. And from this point forward, I will serve you, I will love you, and I will be willing to be taught by you and to lean on you in moments when, where I don't know what to do. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and keeping me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Like I said, this episode is one of those raw episodes. So thank you so much. Make sure to share, like, comment. I would love to even bring on some guests on this topic that um, can go tell you about their journey. And uh, if you have anything that you would like to add or um, things that you would like for me to talk about or um, pull up in scripture, whatever you'd like. This is, a, this is an open, safe space, as I've mentioned. So feel free to comment. Uh, but I do ask that you like and share. Um, many people need to hear this message specifically. So um, I do thank you in advance for doing that. God bless you. And thank you so much for listening and make sure to join me next time on the victory over podcast. This has been your host, Alina Mardin. Bye-bye.